Good evening, and welcome back to the Living Every Now podcast. My name is Jake. And my name is Will. And this is a very special episode for us. It's the first time we are making a video version of the podcast and going to put it on hashtag YouTube. Hi, everybody. Hashtag. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, really excited about that. Hopefully, we make a lot more of these and put them all on YouTube as well, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as uploading to all the other platforms that we do, um, RSS feed on our website if you guys need to go somewhere else (laughs) with your podcast listening experience. Today, we're going to talk about this concept I came across called First Things First, which I won't claim to know the ins and outs of, but I sort of implemented what I think is the concept into my life and then expounded upon it a little bit to sort of make... I think my own version of it. We have a uh, strawberries here for visual uh, candy. <laughs> Where did you learn about first things first? You know what? I'm actually not sure. Okay. Um. But I think I think I heard it in a couple places, and then I had heard Chris Williamson from Modern Wisdom, which is an ex- excellent podcast. If you've never heard of that podcast, um, I heard him talk about doing first things first at one point. I think I think he was referencing first things first. And I guess I should explain it. <laughs> yeah. I guess I should explain it. So first things first is a concept, at least from my understanding, where you take, you first start by identifying the task that if nothing else got done today, would be, the day would still be a success, right? So sometimes it's the most difficult task Sometimes it's a task you've been putting off for a while. Sometimes it's really simple, but it moves the company forward or moves your day forward or moves your personal life forward. So it's not really based on difficulty, but it does sort of coincide with difficulty a lot of the time. And the approach and why the mental model is even there is because we typically, as humans, like to start with easy things and think that that's the best way to approach things. But the concept says that's not the right way to approach things, that the sort of mental weight of an unfinished task actually takes away from all of the tasks that you do that day. So figuring out what the most important thing and ultimately the thing that's going to loom on your mind the rest of the day is the most important thing to get done first. And then starting your day with that, you then or starting your work session with that rather any type of session, which we'll dive into later, is ultimately pr- more productive is what the what the claim is. So it's is. a productivity tool. Right. Okay. Right. And I personally have just implemented it in work and a bunch of other areas to where I am a firm believer in at least the concept I just mentioned. Whether that's really first things first or not, um, I think it is. And, and that's why I brought it to you today to hopefully talk about it a little bit. Cool. So do you use this in your personal productivity, your work productivity? What what do you use this for? Yeah, so I took the, we do a lot of experiments. So this to me was just another experiment on myself to see, okay, how is this going to affect me? Um, Just trying this. So with an open mind, I just started kind of doing it at work first. And so I'd get to work, really just opening up my laptop. (laughs) And I'd get to work and to that work session, and it really starts the night prior because for me, I, fit, I figure out what is the number one thing I need to work on tomorrow. 
before I start work that next day. And I would just pick the tasks that seemed to move the needle the most for my job. And it's usually the task I honestly at work, it's usually the task I most don't want to do a lot of the time. And I just started doing that. I just started putting that as the priority one on my to-doist and executing. And it's kind of astounding the just visceral feeling of accomplishment just by accomplishing that big thing the first thing in the day. It might take an hour. It might take two hours. It might take three hours, but it's done. And the rest of my day is kind of coasting. And basically everything else that gets done that day just feels like a bonus instead of busy work. It feels like I already succeeded today and all these other things are just like icing on the cake. Okay. You know what I mean? I think so, yeah. Do you find it easier to get the smaller things done once you've done the big task? Yeah, it feels like a breeze. And I also don't feel, honestly, as obligated to do them. I don't feel the pressure because I put all the pressure on that one big task. And usually, and not every day is filled with big tasks, so it's kind of difficult sometimes. But I think the vast majority of the time you'll be able to figure out what the most important thing for you to do today is the night prior and then execute on that first thing, first thing in in your work session. Is the benefit you see mostly psychological, just you get the weight off of yourself? Right. I think, I think that you don't really realize how much it weighs on you until you take that out of the equation. And, and now you no longer have that looming I have to do this later it's just out of the way and it's it's almost like it's almost like how your teachers in in college and in high school tell you to you know get ahead of the studying early do it early and and not cram Mm -hmm. instead of taking all like I feel like work sometimes can feel like just cramming but it almost feels like I'm being the proactive student again in college not again (laughs) for the first time (laughs) I feel like I'm doing it for the I feel like I'm being a proactive um like worker just getting this out of the way and it feels so good it feels so good to just have that out of the way and then the rest of the day feels I feel like I can be more present I feel like I enjoy myself at work more when I do that and so I was I was kind of overtaken by I was I was very impressed by the mental model so I sort of built upon it and this, we, we talked about this before, perfect days. I think it's a great mental model. I think that everybody should do the mental exercise and, and, and the exercise of writing it on paper and talking about what their perfect days are. Idealizing yeah, we have a whole thing. episode about that. Right. And I found that super impactful, just bringing to that me, bringing, you bringing that to me in passing, not even on some podcast shit. Um, I just found it impactful for real, you know, like Honestly, all the things we talk about, I find impactful, but this one struck me in particular. And I sort of combined those things. So working, the way I go about perfect days, just to reiterate, is I'm, I've am i worked out what I want my life to be filled with, what I want my perfect days to be like. And I've worked back, to, back from those goals to my daily life now. And my daily life now is filled with perfect days because they're working towards those in goal perfect days or in state perfect days, right? So what that means for me is working on music, for example, and working on living every now, which is like what we're doing here. So I took first things first and I took the principle or at least the part of the breakdown of the mental model that says that 
basically you're spending the most amount of energy on the most important thing, right? So you are taking the the most important task and you put that first in your day because I guess the mental model acknowledges that throughout the day there's a natural kind of energy decline. Imagine you wake up, you start your day with at 100%. By the end of the day, you should be ready to rest, right? You should be have have a dwindled tank at at some level. So theoretically, I I took this perfect day model and I was like, what do I want to make sure I spend 100% of my energy on? Or or not 100% of my energy, but what do I want to be working on when I'm at the highest capacity for my energy? So when my tank is almost at 100, what do I want to be working on? And that's where I started taking this concept and started applying it to the things I truly care about and the things I want to fulfill my perfect or fill my perfect day. So then I started making music first hour of every morning or doing something to the avail of pushing my music forward. So whether that's working on my website or collecting samples or literally making a beat or working on an old song or, you know, mixing or sending over to a mix, bouncing. There's so many things to do that I could do. And I'm hoping that that helps me avoid burnout in the long run. But just daily getting on my grind of doing the thing I really want to do with my life. And that has been incredibly beneficial. And only recently I've started throwing some living every now stuff in there too. So I'll do some writing maybe for, I I basically start this two hours before I actually go to work and I'll do some writing, maybe this, the second half of that session or, or sometimes I'll do the full session as a living every now session and I'm, you know, doing a mood board or something like that. But the whole point is spending the most amount of energy I might have in a day on the things that matter to me most, and then still taking the concept into those arenas and putting the most pressing task there. So at work, I'm putting the most pressing task first during the day, and I'm doing that with Live It Every Now, and I'm doing that with uh, Jacob's Blue stuff as well. Okay. Yeah. So do you think that there's any weight to people who are really good at procrastinating and they say that they do their best work when they're, you know, at the very end of the finish line. Right. And they'll intentionally put stuff off because they know that when it's crunch time, they can get the work done. Right. Um, I don't know. I, I personally think it might be a myth. Okay. I think that we like to tell ourselves things like that. But in reality, if we take the time to be proactive about things, it usually works out way better. Mm-hmm. How would you relate this to like, Parkinson's law and if you don't know Parkinson's law is the work expands to fill the time available so if you have eight hours to do a two-hour task you might procrastinate it a little bit and kind of drag it out but if you only have two hours then you're gonna have to work harder to get it done in time right so I guess I've been before we got into this conversation we didn't acknowledge that I've been really familiar with Parkinson's law for quite a bit now probably over a year And I've been applying these principles to my own work practice and all of my productivity sessions since that time. So I know I can be more productive, but for the most part, I do things probably faster than most people in those sessions just because I know of that concept. And I know that I would probably extend to fill the gap if I gave myself more time on a task, for example. Um, I think that's sort of like abusing or I guess... It's on the negative side of that law when we do procrastination, right? Like, I don't think we're using it optimally. Like, the way I look at Parkinson's law is saying, like, oh, I actually can do things quicker than I thought I could is what it tells me. But somebody might say, oh, well, I can extend this eight weeks because 
outfill the time with, with productive work or, or busy work, maybe just much slower than me. And I don't know if that's, I guess, I guess you value speed in that case. I don't know if that's like really important. Um, but I don't know, man. I think that it's probably worse to procrastinate in the long run. I think it's probably worse to fill the entire allotted time. I think I'm always trying to do less than the allotted time, I guess. So what if it took you 10% longer if you didn't procrastinate? Because maybe Parkinson's law plays in a little bit. Okay. If you do it first things first, it might take a little bit longer because you're not in like crunch time. Yeah. But you don't have the anxiety after the fact because once it's done, is that trade-off worth it for you? I mean, it is for me, obviously. I completely agree with what you're saying. Yeah. That it maybe it, it might be a little bit less strict in the timelines, but mm-hmm. you save yourself the anxiety of trying to do something last minute. Yeah, honestly, that's the biggest win with the first things first principle. Um is just the release of that feeling. I think you just walk around a little lighter than everyone else when you when you put the hardest task first. And there's there's really no things you're really worried about on the back burner because now it's hard sometimes to identify one task. That I'll I'll take that. I realize that that's true. But and you can't get it all done in one day sometimes. I totally understand. But if you take one task and you know which i think you can do in most cases just the alleviation of what you're talking about that anxiety is really fruitful i think i think you are just work on other things happier and are more like in my case more creative and um doing things better ultimately i really i really think the principle of applying it to like spending the most amount of tank on the things that matter to me most i just found that incredibly fulfilling just because i think sometimes you get in a place where if you put the things you care about after work for example you don't necessarily have the energy to dedicate to those things as fervently as you feel about them right and it and it you ultimately make something lackluster and you ultimately feel less about your craft or less your like self-confidence about your craft, at least in my case, has gone down in the past just from, I think what it amounts to is just a lack of energy. And putting myself in a position to make when I'm ready to make and when I'm most apt to make something awesome is, I don't know why I wasn't doing this earlier. It's how I feel stupid. I feel like, why? what have I been doing now that I know, now that I've seen myself do it first thing in the morning? So I completely agree because I identify in myself that I do good work in the morning. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering how subjective that might be. Because mm. I've known some people who I would say genuinely are not morning people. Right. And they are most productive like the last three hours of the day. Like they right. kind of stay up late. They don't get up necessarily early, but they get a lot of good work done. And especially when it's nighttime and other people have gone to bed, I've had some roommates in the past who I would fall asleep like normal time, nine thirty, ten, 10, mm-hmm. and they would just grind for three hours at night, get all their stuff done. And they were incredibly effective, mm. but absolutely the opposite approach to first things first. Right. Um, so I'm well, wondering if it is a kind of a subjective thing. Well, I guess it's the opposite of my personal approach, but first things first approach says that 
they still just put in that work session, even if it's 930 at night, they still just put the most important task first. That's all first things first says. Mine, I don't want to conflate like what I've added to it. Okay. If that makes sense. I've added to this like hypothetical when I have the most energy is when I'm spending it on that. And I guess that that's the heuristic, right? When you have the most energy towards a thing, that's what you should be spending on the things you care most about. Okay. I guess that's, is that, does that, is that fair? I don't, cause I don't, I, I know people that are more productive in the evening as well. I just literally don't understand it. I'm like, what are you? <laughs> I'm like, how do you do that? Sometimes it's true for me. Not all the time, but if I am like really, really engrossed in a project mm-hmm. and it's getting late at night, sometimes I feel like it's better for me to just keep going because I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm in the flow state or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And I can just work all night. And like, I've not even a month ago, I probably stayed up literally all night coding yeah and got up to go to the bathroom that's it just because i was in a i was in a mood i feel like in with coding in particular i've done that quite a bit actually i'll get working on a website and then just want to stay up all night for some reason just because of not wanting to go out of the zone and i've done that with music before in the past too and honestly there's a lot of great music created at night just because night has some weird fucking voodoo energy that is i don't know like something happens at night and you make different type of music than I do at 8 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Um, I think there's strengths for both, but I, I don't want it to get lost that it feels pretty fucking amazing to prioritize what the things I care about most over anybody else's agenda. Mm-hmm. First thing when I wake up and then yeah. I've done me and now after I've taken some of my own energy and spent it on this things I care about, I'll show up to work and I'll, and I'll abide by the laws of my workplace and do, do what your requests are. Right. But I'm not going to let you take that energy away from the things I care about most and then come home at night and not have it to spend on my creative craft and, and the things I care about most ultimately. And so like, Yes, sometimes I come home from work and I'm filled with energy and I'm ready to make a like the dope song. That doesn't happen the vast majority of the time. The vast majority of the time, I wake up, I'm productive in the morning, and I want to spend that. I feel best in the morning. I want to spend that then. So you're touching a little bit on the relationship between productivity and creativity. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, those are not necessarily the same thing, but you're saying that you're most productive in the morning and that helps you make music. I guess, well, what is that? I just feel the best, I think is what I'm saying. So okay. whether that's creativity or productivity, I'm definitely the most productive in the morning. I will say that sometimes I'm more creative at night. Sometimes I'm more creative whenever, but what is unequivocally true is I feel the best in the morning when I wake up and I've had a good night rest and I have some water and I have a little cup of cold brew. Big, <laughs> big cup of cold brew. <laughs> the ritual, I love it. Yeah. Light a candle, make some fucking music, play some chords. It's just, I'm in, I'm just elated. Cool. Yeah. So my mornings have just been filled with some of my happiest moments. Like making music feels like why I'm here. I know that's crazy, but it just feels that good to make music. And, for like, I hope people just keep 
discovering themselves and keep trying things because I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't have just tried a bunch of shit and started making beats one day. And it's just a big addition to the, the personal fulfillment and joy in my life to be able to make music in the first place. And that just feels really good. Like, even if I never make it as a musician, I think I'll probably always make music in the morning. But I will make it. <laughs> we, know, I, we know. We know. You're going to make it. You're going to be a star. You're going to be a superstar. We all know. I'm going to scream your name. Jacob. Jacob. When I, said, when I said, like, the humble thing, I was waiting for you to be like, <laughs> I was waiting for you to catch me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> Does this apply to like every single day? Do you change it on weekends? How flexible are you with this rule? Sorry, guys. I'm fucking chewing hard right <laughs> into the mic. Um, I try to keep every day as consistent as possible. Mm-hmm. Like we've been on this way for a while. This is probably, this is actually probably a good episode to talk about. It's just keeping every day, like consistency wins, you know? So like compound interest takes effect when you are consistent and you don't change things, I guess, and you keep a good set of habits and all that stuff. So long story short, I try to keep it as consistent as possible as going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time, et cetera. And I keep my morning routine hopefully as consistent as possible too. But yeah, I don't know. I just, I have a lot of options for moving the needle on, my personal priorities as far as like Jacob's blue and limit every now, like there's a ton of things I can be working on. So today I didn't uh, make as much music, but I organized all my files on my personal drive, my work drive that I do all my Jacob's blue and live and every now stuff on. So that was a big win. And then I made a bunch of live and every now designs and that was how I spent that time. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I also read more this morning before I started working, which I wouldn't typically do. I'd usually go right into it. So I think on the weekend, if anything, there's, there's a little bit more room for, um, uh, space because I don't have to start work at a certain mm-hmm. time on the weekend. So I let myself go off a little bit more. And for example, like I'll spend four hours on, on some music on the weekend versus on the weekday. But, we talked about this uh, two episodes ago. It's really just about staying sharp and, you know, being in the mindset of being a creator all the time. Like, that's why I do it every day is to be a creator. Like, I, that's who I am. I want to identify with that. And I want to be sharp for when inspiration hits me and I can capture it effectively because my skills are just, like, on point. Yeah. Do you think that this is going to change in the future? You're going to go in waves where maybe you're always going to be doing first things first. I don't know if your priorities would change or maybe the time of day that you think you're feeling the best or whatever changes. But Mm -hmm. do you think this is a permanent fixture in your morning? For right now, I'm pretty thrilled by it. So I've yet to see any humps or hurdles or changes, but I do all this with an open mind. Like there may Mm -hmm. be a better way. I've just been sort of remarkably taken by implementing it in just like, I've probably been doing this for a month now or, th- or three weeks to a month. And I'm very impressed. 
Okay. Yeah. So I know when you did your episode on journaling, yeah, you said as soon as you sit down to your computer in the morning, you do your journal. I try to. Okay. That's not 100%, but so, I try to. I mean, I'm nitpicking here a little bit, but uh-huh. if your first thing's first thing is is on the computer as yeah. well like mm-hmm. which one comes first so it's always the journal typically mm-hmm. because that's just the last step of my morning routine okay that's how i view it yeah so it's not really the first thing mm-hmm. um but i will say that a couple times in the last month i've kind of gotten a good idea for writing in my journaling and then started going right into writing instead of going right into music mm-hmm. which writing i just equate with living every now has this changed your routines at all like when you wake up in the morning is the first thing you do as soon as you wake up is that like can you take it on the micro level or your evening routine or something like that yeah so it hasn't really i guess i've been more intentional about the most important thing the night prior especially for work Mm -hmm. because i basically know i'm gonna do some music i basically know or i'm gonna do some living every now stuff or i'm gonna do both before i work and then I'm pretty intentional about figuring out what the most important work task is because I really have to put some mental energy towards that because I don't care about it as much. The other stuff feels effortless. And when it comes to the morning, I try and keep my morning routine. And then I go into okay. my work session. So it's really like I start working. And for me, that's why I wake up at 6. So I have an hour before I have to do anything. Or that's why I try to wake up at six. I don't always wake up at six either. But for the most part, I wake up at six and I will have that time to, I like to walk outside. I like to talk to my mom and talk to my dad and have have a a glass of water and have some coffee. (laughs) Glass of water, some cold brew. (laughs) Yeah. Cold brew runs in my veins. (laughs) Um, And then I, I really love to sit outside in the morning and just the sun hits right before seven. So like 6.45 to 7 on one particular bench, I just let the sun just smack me in the mouth. And then I talk to my father and my mom and sometimes my little brother, then come inside, ready to go. And then I do my journal, start. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I feed my, feed my orchids. Feed your orchids. Because I'm a good plant dad. Is it always obvious what the most important task is to do first? Or do you have to, like some tricks that you use? So some like... For Jacob's Blue and Living Every Now, it's it's. I will say it's less important for me to figure out what the most important thing is. The the, the what's more important to me, at least right now, I'm, I imagine it will become more important as things progress. But what's most important to me right now is showing up and just doing it. And so the the best thing I can do for either of those things is just be there and do something. Um, it's much less like that at work. I have a very strong hold on what I do for my job, and I've. I know exactly what would move the needle the most each day for the most part. And I can, I can discern that pretty easily the night prior, like takes like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I plan on my, I try to plan out my tasks for the most part the night prior anyway. And then for the week, I try to plan out the week as well on Sundays. For all the different categories in your life, you, you, you'll plan out Jacob's Blue, Live It Every Now or something. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm way less critical with Jacob's Blue and Live It Every Now and stuff. Um, but like we have tasks each week, so I'm trying to figure out like what days are best for me to work on those things. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I just, again, I want to show up in those creative sessions and cause I just want to, as much as it's kind of forced and productive to, and regimented to show up from a certain time to a certain time, 
I also want to have some flow with it and allow myself to take it wherever I feel like I can take it that morning best. So sometimes that's not making a beat and or making any or adding to a song when I don't feel that creative. It's more it's way better for me to think about content or think about um or not think about but organize files for example or collect stuff on uh collect samples or yeah just dedicate energy towards something but uh there's there's tasks that are higher and lower lift for sure do you think that ever you would intentionally put off the most important thing because it maybe intimidates you or something i could see how in a job where you feel like you have everything under control it really is just a motivation thing that's stopping you from getting your work done on time. Right. But maybe if there's like a big problem that is a genuine challenge for you, I could see it maybe being beneficial to build up a little bit of momentum first or something. I can see that. I can see that. I And I've done that before too. But I guess just since implementing this, I haven't had once where it's faltered. Okay. And it's been it's been almost a month. And that's not very long to be fair. But yeah, I'm impressed. Okay. I'm thoroughly impressed cuz it does feel intuitive to think that you could just build up momentum sometimes when you're not really feeling it. Yeah, cuz sometimes for me the hardest part is just getting started right or in getting into that like flow state or whatever right. and once it starts then I'm not going to get up and go switch tasks or something. I'm just going right. to stay in the groove I'm in. Right. So if there's something that I'm really avoiding because getting started feels intimidating, right. it, it is sometimes helpful for me to just get started on something else and then transition. I th- I'm not willing to stake my claim on this, but I'm going to just throw this out there that I, I think that might be a myth. And I think it might be more mm. advantageous for you to just start because again, the hardest part is just starting. It's like when you have habits, right? Like you talked about last episode. It's like, why are you waiting until New Year's? Just start. Just go for it today. Yeah. You know what I mean? So just jump off the deep end, go for the task, and be surprised at how productive you can be just by starting the task. It's like essays. Essays intimidate me every single time. And every time I start, I'm fine. And I don't know why they intimidate me, but it's just like writing's uncomfortable a little bit. Well, sometimes it never intimidates me when I know what I'm talking about. But if I don't know what I'm talking about, it intimidates me. So sometimes I'll do a little bit more research and then figure out what I know a little bit more. Mm. And then I'll start writing once I'm a little bit more confident in the thing. Right. So it it probably is more important. You know, you could you could rephrase that as the most important thing is actually doing research. But it doesn't feel like that's the most important thing. That's so fair. maybe it's just hard to know what the most important thing is. That's fair. And especially if the, the limiting factor is just getting started. Yeah. The most important thing is whatever gets you started. Yeah, I guess when the limiting factor is just yeah. getting started. And maybe that's not always true, but yeah. If you're having well, I don't know if it's it's sometimes it's just specific. hard to start your day. To be completely fair, like sometimes you're just not in the mood, but I'll say again, (laughs) just starting my day with the most important and hardest task, typically the hardest one is been beneficial. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. 
I'm just trying to poke holes, you know? That's fair. Yeah. And I also am not the first things first expert. It's like I had to open the episode with that. Like there, there probably is somebody out there that knows much more about this than me that could help us. But I, I do. No, it's more fun to just talk out of our ass right now. <laughs> no, I did want to share though that it has been so impactful. At least the concept that I've been talking about, mm-hmm. and whether that's first things first in its entirety or not, it's been incredibly fruitful. And then I was like, okay, let's bring this into my own shit and see what happens. And that has been incredibly fruitful. So I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try this for a bit longer. Go I'll re- for it. I'll report in with um, uh, amendments. To the podcast <laughs> at some point. Podcast amendments. Yeah. 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 All right. But that's that's it for me, man. Awesome. I think it's a great mental model. Thanks. Have you tried it since I've been I know I've been talking to you about it? Um kind of. I'm trying to think about what the first things first is from a macro level. Cause I, I get it from the containerized level like in work i can pick the first thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe in my day if i have like i need to go run an errand i need to go to king supers and get some toothpaste you know maybe that's on a lower rung or whatever that's not the first thing i need to do when i wake up right but from a macro level sometimes i do find it hard to know in my day should i spend my most productive hours doing something that's going to make me money or do something that's going to make me happy or do something that's going to uh, maybe propel a, I guess, audience or something for living every now or for right. writing or whatever. Right. I don't know. Those are hard questions to answer. I think they're hard questions to answer too. I think you kind of have to make a decision and go for it. I think I'm just, I'm just to- talking off top right now, but when I was spent the last basically eight months, nine months, trying to get a new job because I felt like I could get a new job and then make more money for uh, furthering my living every now business with you and furthering uh, Jacob's Blue and, and, you know, just getting proper equipment for these things. That was basically an eighth-month roadblock, nine-month roadblock. Like, it was just on pause. Like, basically, everything's been on pause. And I've done things sort of a little bit, but I definitely haven't dedicated the amount of energy I know I'm capable of. And that was sort of a macro prioritization of get this job. I didn't know it was going to take that long, granted, but get this job, put your priorities straight, make more money so you can long-term fulfill yourself with these other things. So I don't really, I don't really know how that decision got made. I obviously thought about it but I don't remember sitting in the room and like thinking about it. were you putting first things first? Like were you doing work on your portfolio to get this job first things first? No, because I haven't been implementing sort of that kind of mindset until very recently. I didn't even know about the mental model until recently. So what's the lesson there from relating it to first things first? Just that that was, that needed to come before like, I need that's I'm okay with the roadblock on all these other creative things because of having to prioritize getting this job. Okay. Right. That's the first thing in my mind it, from a macro level. I'm not thinking more on like a daily level. I'm thinking macro. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You're thinking like super macro. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ignoring that. <laughs> now that we have a video, you can. You know, do the hand gestures. I don't know what that hand gesture means. It was like bird's eye. 
that that how am I supposed to know that you mean bird's eye? Kaka would have helped. Okay, sorry. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Uh, I think that's a great uh, actually application to think about more. I haven't thought about that more. Just pulling it into this sort of containerized, like how you said that, um, approach of your daily life, I think is super beneficial. And I'd love to hear if anybody else implements this. I know in particular, some people have already started. I've been tweeting about it. And some people have reached out to me saying that they started their day with um, one writer. He started his day writing more. And one producer started his day making beats. And I just thought that was really cool. And they told me that it was really dope. So that was really cool to see as well. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, it's a great mental model. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, man. Uh, no, actually. Sorry. <laughs> Where can awesome. they find us, man? We are on the internet at liveinevernow.com. Yeah. We have Twitter and Instagram at liveinevernow. Uh-huh. We have a Discord server, which you can find in the link below mm-hmm. uh, where we hang out. And that's that's it. Yeah. And if you, uh, thanks for being here. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. That's it. Bye.